Hey, Kansas City, this is Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, a weekly podcast from KCUR Studios. On this episode, the restaurants are back, and they're different. Back in December, I wrote a love letter to the restaurants that had closed as of that point in the pandemic. At the time, many were in a state of limbo. They'd made the difficult decision to close all the way for the winter. Bank accounts were depleted, patios had closed, holiday parties weren't happening, and keeping a sign on the door until spring was a last-ditch hope. That story left off with Keeley Edgington-Williams, owner of the cocktail lounge Julep, in tears. The business she'd been building for years closed indefinitely, on its own. That loss was huge. But it wasn't the only thing upsetting her. What Keeley had always loved about Julep was the spirit of celebration inside. People laughing, glasses clanking. The space had gone quiet. And that really ate at her. Here's what she said back then. It's just more than money. People need a bright spot. There's just so little to celebrate right now. And so I just can't wait to see that again. And I hope I hope I get to see it at Julep. That's exactly what she's working on now. When I stopped by Julep this week, Williams was buzzing excitedly around the space. Her big project, install a giant garage door where the north-facing exterior wall used to be. Right now, it's covered in plywood. This is a huge piece of Julep's plan for rebirth. Now the whole bar is going to be a patio. You don't have any reason to leave now. <laughs> you should stay. Just get cozy. Gonna have some cocktails. When she said she missed people, she wasn't kidding. What she didn't miss was the grip the industry once had on her life. I have had a lot of time, obviously, like many people, to reflect on what I want my life to look like whenever Julep reopens. And I, like many people, have realized that it was pretty toxic for me (laughs) before, just because I would be answering emails at 3 a.m. And I would get really, I mean, I'm thin-skinned. I would get, like, heartbroken over a bad Yelp review. (laughs) So part of Julep's makeover will be visible in the form of a big garage door, and part of it will be invisible because it's personal. It's a strange thing to have something you've built yanked out from under you without warning, to grieve the loss, to go without it for months, to try to file away the illogic of it somehow, and then one day to get it back. Even though the restaurants have survived, that's a journey that changes people. Carlos Mortera closed Pollo on Southwest Boulevard in November. The restaurant specialized in wood-fired chicken served with tortillas, and in a very short time, it had acquired a cult following for a side dish kimchi fried rice. Something about the vinegary crunch and the savory rice was addicting in a way that surprised even Carlos. He missed Pollo when it closed, but he was tired. Pollo was his second restaurant. He also ran The Bite, a sandwich shop in the city market, and he catered. He'd been working upwards of 14 hours a day. And then one day, he and his wife welcomed a new baby into their lives. June 16 of 2020, a little pandemic baby. And Carlos was at the hospital when his daughter was born, but not for the delivery. Uh, Stress kind of make my pancreas shut down and stuff. He'd gone so hard for so long that his health was a disaster. 
I don't want to work 16, 18 hour days anymore. And I'm trying to see my daughter every day. He's starting over with just one restaurant, Pollo, a new location, and a new approach. Pollo 2.0 has a drive through a big sign outside, and a digital menu on a big wall-mounted screen. It's on a busy street with lots of traffic, 7th Street in Kansas City, Kansas. And he's deliberately projecting a clean corporate image. He even gets calls from people who assume he's some hotshot from a national chain coming onto the scene. He's not, of course. But that's kind of the idea. If this business can sustain second and third locations someday, Carlos doesn't plan on running them all himself. He's laying the groundwork for a franchise. Not a franchise descending on Wyandotte County, one originating from there. But the main thing is, there's a drive through There's also a spacious patio where stacks of firewood for the grill double as low-key decor. Indoor seating in the white-tiled space accounts for a small fraction of the business Carlos hopes to do. Looking at the new Pollo, which he's opening later this month, after most of us hope the worst of the pandemic is behind us, I can't help but see the pandemic written all over it. I totally feel like you looked at the situation and said, okay, I want to serve my food, I want to have a restaurant, but I'm going to have one pandemic-proof restaurant. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's exactly, you couldn't say it better. Like, I, I feel like if we go back to a pandemic, if we go back to a recession or whatever we might go, I think this restaurant can survive it. Just a few miles away, on the Missouri side of town, the West Side Local has already reopened. Unlike Pollo and Julep, it doesn't look much different than it used to. But that's despite a pandemic story that is otherwise pretty similar to the ones we've heard. West Side Local closed after 11 years right before Christmas. Here's the owner and chef, Brandon Strick. It was devastating for me to tell my uh, crew, especially those that have families, that we would be shutting down a week before Christmas and there would not be a return, uh, possibly ever, um, was really hard to do. Um, The one thing I can say is that everybody understood and they saw it coming. The toll the pandemic took on his mental health was immense. That's something that had been brewing since before he had to close. First came the disappointment of customers harassing his staff for wearing masks. And we're talking receipts with zero tip and notes that said things like, take off your mask. Then came the realization that he had no safety net. And finally, the slog of serving food under dreary circumstances without the community he loved in the restaurant. It was very destructive for my mental health. And I had to take advantage of this time of being closed to really focus on my mental health. And... um, I'm not ashamed to say that. After closing West Side Local, Brandon moved in with his parents. He says their encouragement was crucial in giving him the confidence to reopen. That and vaccines and another round of PPP. His first calls after deciding to reopen were to his staff. Most of his employees wanted to come back, he says, but they also wanted to work fewer hours. That's why, for now, the restaurant's weekly schedule isn't quite back to what it was pre-pandemic. Otherwise, West Side Local looks the same, with one small change. The beer garden-style patio used to have these big communal picnic tables where more than one group could be seated. It's going to be a little while until people are comfortable with that again. So, 
Now the tables are smaller. The other change is invisible. The memory of this time. Both the kindness of it and the cruelty. It's the lessons Brandon's learned and the addition of global pandemic to the list of things he should be prepared to weather. For him, that means aiming for a year's worth of rent in the bank. Unlike Carlos Mortera, Brandon doesn't really want to put food in a box and send it out the door anymore. He's had enough of that for a lifetime. In the week the restaurant's been open, he's welcomed back two different families whose lives he's witnessed since they were newly formed couples showing up for dates. Now they're parents with kids. I was like, this is what I've been missing, what has been gone for a year. A lot of us are going to have to figure out how to fully embrace the things we missed without going back to some of the less wonderful stuff that used to go with it. Whether it's 3 a.m. emails and hurt feelings over bad Yelp reviews, an unhealthy workload, or something else. It's going to take a lot of practice and a lot of determination. I'm ready to raise my glass to both at a favorite Kansas City restaurant I thought I'd lost forever. My toast will be to a new beginning. Thanks for listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman. It's based on a column I write for KCUR.org. The column is edited by Barb Shelley, and the podcast is produced by Mackenzie Martin, with music from Blue Dot Sessions. You can subscribe in all the usual places, and you can review us if you want. Until next time, take it easy, KC.